You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 Podcast. I'm Thomas Goldcamp, joined here today by Blake Alderman. Blake, uh, I know you've kind of been on the back burner a little bit the last year with recruiting, kind of taking a backseat to uh, COVID news, all kinds of different restrictions, stuff like that with sports, obviously, and recruiting. Uh, really wasn't much of kind of what we were covering at the time. That has obviously changed quite a bit. Starting with June 1st, the NCAA lifted its recruiting restrictions. The dead period's over. Florida had a chance to get a ton of top prospects on campus, many of them for official visits. Blake, you were on campus a lot this weekend. What was the vibe like, I guess, just on campus now that everything's open again? You know, it was really good. And, you know, it was, uh, it was good to see the excitement. You know, a lot of guys have been waiting a long time, you know, whether they're setting official visits or, you know, setting unofficial visits leading up to it, doing all these Zoom calls during, you know, the, the shutdown with the dead period. So it was good. You know, you could see that buzz of guys wanting to be back on campus, guys getting to try on the jerseys again. That's always a really exciting moment for a lot of these guys whenever they, you know, go tour campuses and, and do the visit. You know, they always want to put the gear on. They always want to take the visits and have like 27 armbands on and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, it was exciting, um, you know, even from the unofficial visit of just having a bunch of guys around the coaching staff, you know, for a lot of these guys, it was their first time in person around these coaches that have been doing their recruiting over a, you know, a computer screen or a phone screen or however they did a virtual visit with the coaching staff. So I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, maybe first time visit jitters, you know, but it kind of got the, you know, first time of meeting them in per, you know, in, in general out of the way, just because they've been able to build bonds over the phone. But I think a lot of guys that, you know, you talk to them after that June 1st visit, it was, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, these guys were exactly what I thought they would be in person. I think a lot of these kids wanted to kind of gauge and see how things were in person over the phone, because it's easier to get a, a vibe from somebody from talking to them in person, looking them in their eyes and, you know, hanging out with them and getting that, that quality time. So I think that was good for a lot of those kids. And then, like you said, Florida had 13 official visitors on campus this past weekend, you know, a couple other unofficial visitors that were in and out. Um, 13 official visits, I, I, at least I think it is, that's the most I've ever had since I've covered recruiting on campus at one time. So, you know, it was um, – and even for me heading into, you know, the official visit weekend, I'm like, man, are they going to have enough like coaches and guys to be around all these kids, you know, to facilitate families and players and, you know, all this, that, and the other. And, you know, from talking to the, a lot of these visitors when they left campus, you know, it seemed like Florida really hit the, you know, hit the ball out of the park with a lot of these visits. You know, I don't know if that's first official visit high, you know, if you will put it that way, you know, just from not being able, I mean, official visit, you know, yes, any visit is good. You know, you see a lot of these things, everything's shiny, everything's new. Teams are always building new facilities and have things that are awesome to a lot of these kids. Um, but, you know, the official visit is always a chance for coaches to roll off the red carpet. You hang out with players. And I think that, uh, you know, maybe some of it was a little bit of some visit high just because it's been so long. But I think in general, Florida did a really good job with a lot of these kids. And I've said it over and over again that Florida does a great job recruiting guys in person, selling the campus. And I think one of the biggest takeaways from talking to all these visitors that were on campus was that, yes, everything was great. You know, they had a good time around the coaches, talking scheme, watching film, all those kind of things. But I think that the biggest takeaway from these kids was talking to them and hearing, you know, their, their player hosts. They, they call them big brothers. That's what Florida calls those player hosts 
posts on their official visits. And I think a lot of those players really did a good job of helping sell the program, making these guys feel comfortable and having all these guys together. You know, I, I guess, you know, looking at it, you know, fans want to know where the commitment's at, you know, sure. And I, and I understand that, but I think after such a long layoff from visits, I think these guys are going to do their due diligence. They're going to take their visits. You know, they're, they're going to take these trips that they've been planning for that haven't been able to do for the last, you know, 15, 16 months. So, you know, I, I think Florida made a lot of big plays and a lot of big moves for a lot of these kids. You know, Walter Nolan, I think is the one name, the five-star defensive tackle um, out of Tennessee that I think that they made the biggest move from. And I say that because heading into the visit, you know, Florida's been a part of his top 12 and, you know, top six, seven, eight, whatever, whatever it is, they've, they've continuously made the cut as he's whittled his list down. But, you know, heading into that trip, you know, I was like, ah, you know, this seems kind of just like, you know, a whatever trip, you know, a chance to visit Florida. Coming out of it, man, I think that that was the guy that I noticed that Florida made a really big move for, you know, and I think that that's just being around those players, being around these coaches and seeing things in person. And I think that's an example of how Florida does such a good job with these guys in person. And it's just watching him go from a guy that I, you know, I didn't really think Florida had too much of a shot with, you know, sure they're, you know, they're in the mix, but, you know, coming out of that visit, he's saying Florida's, you know, in the top three are, you know, really high on his list. So, you know, again, I just, I can't say enough about how good Florida did with these guys, how having all these guys together really made a bond with them and also those bonds with the players. Blake, I was uh, pulling up some notes to, to ask you a couple things, you know, while you were talking there that just stuck out to me. And we'll certainly talk about guys like Nolan and some of the, you know, the official visitors after, I think in the second half of the show, maybe we can focus on that and uh, get your thoughts on, on where Florida stands with some of these guys. But Two of the things that stuck out to me as things I was going to ask you about were, were one, you know, just having so many guys on campus, you know, that was a concern for me was, is Florida going to have enough manpower, you know, to make sure that the guys that they really need to be getting quality time with the five stars, like, you know, Nolan and, and so on, are they getting enough help? And one of the things, you know, working with you, uh, getting some of these interviews that you did uh, out to the public, out to Swamp 24-7 subscribers that stood out to me was a lot of these guys referenced some of these off the field staffers that Florida has brought into the recruiting department over the last uh, really probably two years or so. You know, I think after Dan Mullen's first year, it was clear that they needed kind of a restructure in the recruiting department. They went out and they hired some extra guys so that each assistant would kind of have his own personal assistant. Um, I guess, is that, did that surprise you at all that, that Florida maybe had as much help as, as, it seems like they did. I mean, you hear 13 official visitors, you think, how in the world are they going to spend enough time with all these guys? <laughs> I think what stood out to me is Florida's got a pretty good staff in terms of the organizational piece at this point. You know, and I, I think that that was something that I had a concern with too, but just from talking to these guys, you know, and, and seeing them ride around on campus on golf carts and, you know, all these kind of things, you know, I, I do think that Florida has enough guys there. I mean, sure, can you continue to keep adding guys in the recruiting department? Absolutely. You know, I mean, there, there's no negatives to that of just having more people to talk to these kids, to build bonds with these kids, to kind of be the, the fluffer as the, you know, the, the position coaches are head head coaches get more involved as the process goes on or you get guys on campus. So, you know, I, it was a concern for me just because you look at 13 kids, I think that they did do a little bit of splitting some guys up in groups. You know, maybe one group goes, you know, one night they went to Dave and Buster's and they played games and they ate food, you know, did things like that. Whereas another group went to the swamp to tour things there and, you know, really see the swamp and, you know, all the things around that. So, you know, splitting some of those guys up, you know, in certain parts of the trip, I think was good. It made it more manageable. But at the same time, they had these guys around each other a lot. You know, not only do you have the staffers that can help out, but I think, again, you know, the players were just such a big part. You know, the current players on the roster, those player hosts were such a big part in that too, because it does help 
whenever you got, you know, coaches that, you know, maybe they're dealing with so-and-so and, you know, another guy's over here hanging out with the player. You just have more guys. And, and I think that it's a, you know, kind of a, you know, a tribute to the, you know, the guys from the 2020 class and the 2021 class that are on campus that they've really bought into selling the program, helping Florida be great, helping some of these guys, you know, not worrying about, you know, oh man, you know, this guy's going to take my spot or this is going to do that, you know, the, the negative things that could happen there. You know, they're really wanting Florida to get the best players. They're really talking up this program. And I think that that is kind of a trickle down effect of, you know, what Dan Mullen has put into this program, you know, building up on family, building up on, you know, guys being around each other and that camaraderie and all those kind of things. So, you know, whereas I think that, you know, it was a concern for me of, you know, having enough staffers there, but between coaches and the recruiting staffer guys and the players, you know, it, it just seemed like everything really did go smoothly. Well, the player angle was kind of the second thing I was going to hit on with you because I heard a couple things, including a player panel that they did for the first right. time. But uh, let's get to that in a minute. I wanted to, following up on the staff thing, we talk a lot about the assistants and their recruiting ability, Christian Robinson, Billy Gonzalez, all these different on-field assistants. If you had to give a couple helmet stickers to some of the recruiting staffers that are kind of behind the scenes a little bit more, but are guys that you know really are kind of glue guys for Florida in keeping this whole process together – are there two or three guys you could you could name for fans that maybe you give a helmet sticker to for the way this this weekend went and just their ability to connect with these kids when they're on campus? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kelvin Bolden is a new addition for Florida. Corey Bell is another new addition. You know, I think Kelvin is a guy that, you know, he spent most of his time around Walter Nolan, and I think that that was a big part of that. So, you know, I would definitely give one to him. You know, you look at some of these guys, you know, from different areas, you know, he's, he's got ties to Mississippi himself, you know, so I think that that's one that I would give just because, like I said, you know, heading into Walter Nolan's visit, you know, I thought Florida was in it, but I felt a lot better about their chances of really being a, a big factor in that recruitment coming out of that. So, you know, getting a five-star guy to move you up, you know, uh, up your list like that. You know, I think that that deserves a helmet sticker. Um, Chase Clark is another guy that spent a lot of time around Jihad Campbell. Um, he's a linebacker, edge rusher type of guy, has ties to Alabama, has also really got Florida in the mix for a guy like uh, Shamar James, who will visit Florida uh, later in, in June for an official visit. Um, so, you know, that's another guy too that I, I would really give one to. Um, past that, you know, um, thinking now, um, hmm, as far as – other guys, you know, I think Lee Begley is another one, or excuse me, Lee Davis is another one that uh, is, a, is a big part of that because she's really into, the, you know, facilitating these official visits and really setting things up and really planning things out there. So, you know, the kind of the method behind the madness of setting these official visits is one, you know, Charlie Skolaski, he's, you know, the, the, the director of player personnel for Florida. He's kind of the guy that, you know, a lot of these assistant director of player personnel, you know, those are the type of guys that really report to him. So, you know, I think that, you know, when it starts at the top and you have these guys that are planning out these official visits, and stuff you know they're the ones that are really trying to plan out these guys they're the ones who really set the player host and make sure that they mesh well whether it's a position guy or a guy that they knew or from the same area things like that um so you know those are some of the guys um you know if we're talking strictly just official visitors, you know, I think that those would be the ones right now, but you know, they've had plenty of other guys on campus too. You know, Nigelique Kelly was there on Monday for Florida. He's a four-star defensive end from down in South Florida. John Heron was the one who showed him around, has a lot of ties to South Florida. So, you know, I think that's another guy too, but um, you know, I think whenever you look at just the sheer number of guys that were there, um, you know, just looking at, the position wise, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Kelvin Bolden is one that really sticks out just because again, you know, they made such a big move with Walter Nolan. Well, Blake, I know you, you pointed out players were very heavily involved and, you know, when I think back to, uh, you know, my time at Florida as a student back in the urban Meyer days, that was something that really stood out. You know, it was very much, the players were always very, very involved in recruiting. It was very much a culture thing, you know, where 
you'd have, you know, guys taking them out on the town, having a good time, um, kind of showing them different aspects of the program. I know that a, a lot of guys mentioned trading Kair Elam, Zach Carter, uh, Mamou Diabate as some of the guys that stood out. Like I thought one of the more interesting things to me was not just, you know, the, the players that were involved and, and the degree to which they were involved. I thought Florida added a really, really cool wrinkle, uh, which was the player panel that I kind of referenced earlier. Can you tell us a little bit about specifically kind of what that player panel is and kind of the opportunity that it provided Florida to, to give parents and, and prospects a unique look at the program? Yeah, you know, I thought that was something that was really cool that Florida did. It was a chance for players, uh, you know, to have a, a basically, like you said, a panel where they sit there and they answer any kind of questions that family have or maybe a player, you know, on a visit the recruit has. Um, and it was a chance to get kind of a a raw answer, you know, from a guy that really lives that life at Florida. And, you know, a lot of the guys really enjoyed that because, you know, Tyler Booker, the, uh, the four-star offensive lineman who visited Florida, he was the one that really, you know, singled out that that was so big for him because, you know, you can hear things from coaches and you can see things from coaches, but you know, in the back of your mind, if you're a recruit, you, you want to make sure, you know, man, I, do I need to fact check this? Do I need to look into this? You know, well, you know, I, I should hear what, you know, so-and-so saying too, but from a player, they live that life, you know, that they, they are there, they're in those trenches, you know, they're working out with these players, you know, other guys on the team, they're learning from these coaches, you know, they're, they, it's, it's a chance just to get an inside look from someone who actually lives that life and not someone who's trying to, you know, sell you on it, you know, and I, and I say sell you on it because, you know, I do think that there is some, you know, some genuine, you know, care from coaches, you know, obviously, you know, Florida staff is big on family. Like I said, you know, they've always been ones that don't really seem to just kind of blow smoke up someone. But I think when hearing it from a player, you can really confirm some of those things that the coaches say. And I think whenever you can confirm that from someone who actually lives the life, I think it makes you feel more comfortable about what you're hearing from a coach. I mean, let's be honest, too. I mean, these prospects are very much concerned about their football future. They want to go to a program that can develop them, get them to the next level, uh, have elite facilities and all that. But they're college kids, too. I mean, they, they want to go out. They want to have a good time. So they want to know what Gainesville looks like. They want right. to know what the scene looks like. And I think, you know, who better to do that than walking around town with players, visiting some of these places, you know, Ballyhoo uh, or, or Dave and Busters, you know, wherever they go, they get a chance to kind of see. And again, it's summer A, so that's kind of one of those weird ones where like, you know, I've been like, should they use the officials now? Should they wait until fall? Um, but I do think for me, you know, listening to, you know, some of the interviews that you did and going through some of these updates with prospects, uh, it very much stood out that the players were very involved. And I do think that's a culture thing. Um, I know that's something a lot, like a lot of programs probably talk about their culture. Um, but it's I something that I thought had been lacking at Florida over the last couple of years. You know, I think Mullen has really gotten, gotten things in the right direction over the years, but I think that now you're really seeing that things are, you know, seem to be firing on all, all cylinders in that aspect. And another thing too, that I was actually thinking about, you know, all the things that they did, you know, one guy, Jamari Lyons, who arrived on Saturday, it was a little bit of a later, you know, arrival for him. He left on Monday. He's a four-star defensive tackle um, from down at Vieira High School. He mentioned that, you know, one of the players had a lot of the guys come over and watch the fight you know, the Mayweather fight, you know, and a lot of those guys do that together, laughing and joking and things like that. Right. Yeah. The, the, the hug fest. Um, but that was something that I thought was really cool because it had a lot of those guys, you know, you didn't have to take them out on the town. You have to do all sorts of things because at the end of the day, a lot of these guys, I mean, yeah. Are you going to go out as a player? You're a college kid. Of course you're going to go out. I mean, man, like I think I led the league in going to Midtown whenever I was, you know, at UF, but right, I think whenever you, whenever you have those guys that can just see what it's like, whenever you're not, 
look at all the glamour and glitz, you know, just hanging out with a couple guys that are on your team and seeing what that's like. I think that that's really a chance for guys to see the, you know, the inner workings of a program whenever you're not on the field. And I think that that was really, that was something that Lions really liked on his visit. So I think that was something that's notable as well. All right, Blake, well, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back on the other side, I know Florida had three five stars in town. I want to talk to you specifically about some of these visits, where you think Florida stands. We'll do that right on the other side of this commercial break. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm Thomas Goldcamp here with Blake Alderman, our recruiting guru for Swamp247.com. Blake, we talked about it. A lot of big name official visitors. Let's start with the five stars. You talked a little bit about defensive tackle, Walt, defensive tackle Walter Nolan. Give us the scoop on him because he was a guy that coming in, you know, it was great to have him on, on an official visit list, but I think he had put out a top 10 even maybe earlier in the year with Florida not on it. Is Florida in the mix here now? They were. They actually made the cut for him. Um, he's continued to whittle things down. I can't remember the last cut he had. It was somewhere between like six and eight or something to that effect, but Florida was on that list there. But, you know, I think coming out of the visit, I think Florida is a legitimate contender for him. You know, he's visited Michigan so far this year. I believe he has some family up in that area. He'll take an official visit there. I think it's the June 18th weekend. Um, he's supposed to visit Georgia one day this week for an unofficial visit. Did a self-guided tour to Alabama for their spring game during the dead period. So, you know, those are some of the schools that have been pretty regularly mentioned for him and I think that getting a chance to visit Florida you know his father really you know coming out of that visit said you know this was an A1 university really liked everything obviously Florida has a chance you know and they can sell a guy like that to come in and make an, you know some early playing time as they continue to build up their defensive line um, but you know it, it, the one in Interesting thing on his visit is coming out of it. He had a tweet that said, you know, that he's ready to shut. He was ready to shut down his recruitment. You know, everyone was, you know, starting to hit the panic button. Then, you know, what does it mean? Tell us, tell us, what does it mean? And from checking things around, Steve Wilfong was really all over that one. You know, he has a good relationship with his dad. Um, And also, you know, he he had said that, you know, that basically – it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, a decision is imminent, um, that, you know, Walter is more or less – starting to get kind of bogged down with the process, fielding a lot of calls from coaches, you know, all the other, you know, things that entail with, you know, being a high profile recruit. It seems like maybe late July, August, something like that decision timeline, more than likely before the start of his senior season. And this is coming from a guy that really was in no rush whatsoever. So, you know, I think that that's where we stand now that he's going to continue to take his visits. Florida did a really good job with their visit, really submitted themselves um, just from, you know, hitting that visit out of the park, really submitted themselves as a contender for him. But we'll see how the visits go for him going forward. Do you think Michigan's probably the biggest contender there or is it Alabama? 
You know, I don't know. I, I would say they're both pretty much contenders, you know, because you look at Michigan, he has some family ties there. This would be his second visit to Michigan so far in the month of June. So I think that they're definitely a contender there. I think they factor very high. Alabama, you know, I mean, man, it's Bama. You know, Bama can really flip a switch on a kid and, and turn, you know, turn up the heat and be in a mix, you know, very, very easily. Um, so, you know, I, I think that if I had to pick one of the two, I would say probably Michigan. But we'll see how things go with Alabama. If he sets a visit there, he gets a chance to actually spend time around there. Because a self-guided visit, it's good because you get to do see things in person and going for a spring game like he did. But it's not quite the same as going in a meeting with the coaches in person. So we'll, we'll see where that shakes out. But I would say just from having those two visits to Michigan or the one past and the one upcoming, I think that that definitely shows me that they're, they're a big contender for him for sure. Well, let me ask you about another five-star from out of state that visited this weekend. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Tulsa athlete Gentry Williams. He was a guy that I think uh, Florida kind of maybe tried to sell on that receiver position, maybe Kadarius Tony a little bit. How did he come out of this visit? And, and it, he was another guy that maybe wasn't, you know, at the top for Florida in terms of, you know, he had Florida right at the, at the top going in, but maybe after a little bit better. Yeah, you know, I think Florida factored high. You know, I think Oklahoma is the team that I'm going to continue to watch because he's from Oklahoma. I believe his parents both went there, or at least are fans of the program, if not went there. Um, he's going to have some visits to Oklahoma. It's obviously very easy for him to get there. Um, but, you know, I think Florida was one of those schools to me that seemed like, you know, they were right there. You know, they were right there at the top. Um, I believe he also has an official visit to USC set for June. Um, I think LSU is one he said maybe more than likely he'll take on, the, on that last weekend of June. So, you know, those are some schools that he's going to be able to see and I think the interesting thing is is you know of his top seven or eight schools or whatever it is Florida is the only school that is actually recruiting him as a wide receiver all the other schools are recruiting him as a defensive back and that was something that I always kind of question because you know it's like man you know like I mean he's an athlete you know I mean, everyone else is recruiting him as a defensive back you know and I asked him when he did a virtual visit with Florida earlier in the offseason and I was like, you know, is it weird, you know, that Florida is the one school, is it strange to you that, you know, you have this one school that is just the complete different from others. And he actually was very, you know, he gives very thoughtful answers. And he said that at first it was a little strange to him, but he really liked Florida. But just the fact that they have a plan for him, showing him their plan, showing him how, you know, even on this visit last week and how they used Kadarius Tony you know, what they did with him in different ways. And I think that that's something that really has him comfortable with the fact that, you know, that that's the one school looking at him on offense. And that exit meeting with Dan Mullen at the end of his official visit, you know, Mullen said, you know, man, you know, like I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, 100% shooter, you know, I mean, I could be wrong. Could you be a different, you know, better at defense, defensive back at the next level? Maybe, you know, I like you as a wide receiver, but I think that it was good for Florida because if it does become a problem, you know, wanting to be on defense, which William says he doesn't care. Um, if it does become a problem down the line, Mullen said, we are recruiting you as an athlete. You know, yeah. if we, if we, if we get you to campus and, you know, and you want to come here, I, I more than likely we'll start you off at wide receiver. But if it doesn't work out that way or if he thrives more at defensive back, they didn't shut the door on him being a DB if that's what works out better for him down the line. And I think that was something good for Florida because if other schools are going to talk about, you know, being defensive back or having a high level of play there, Florida still has that, you know, that, that little bit of a silver lining to where that they're not going to box him into one position, even though they do like him at wide receiver. Like you said, there are a lot of similarities. Kadarius, Tony, they showed him a lot of film of him. Um, but, you know, I think Florida did a really good job on that visit. But Oklahoma is still going to be the school that I watch going forward. I think he's either taking an official visit there in June or an unofficial visit. Um, so, you know, the, the in-state school there with family ties there, you know, I think that they're going to be a school to watch. So we'll, we'll see how things shake out. I did ask him if he's going to come back for an unofficial visit down the line because that's what he would have to do to return to campus. And he said he wanted to come back for a game. So I think that's good because it won't let that, that visit completely wear off if, he gonna, right. if he's going to make a decision later in the process. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely tough to overcome those kind of local ties. But, I mean, if 
if you're looking at getting to the next level, you know, Florida's produced four NFL draft picks at receiver in the last two years, including Kadarius Tony in the first round. Uh, and hey, if he wants to play defensive back, CJ Henderson, top 10 pick, Kyir Elam, a lot of people are projecting him to be a top 10 pick. Uh, but Blake, the other guy that they had in at receiver as a five-star prospect was Evan Stewart at a Frisco, Texas. What can you tell us about his visit? You know, I think that's another one that Florida did a really good job on. And I think the simple fact of having Nick Evers, Florida's quarterback commit was big because it's someone that he knows. They play on the same seven on seven team. Uh, Nick has been really in Evan's ear about Florida, you know, trying to recruit him and, you know, just let him know that, you know, that he's going to be his target if he came to Florida. And I think one of the interesting things was is coming into the visit, you know, I had thought that schools like Alabama and Georgia were ones that he had mentioned in the past that recruiting him really hard. I believe he has family in the area of Georgia. Coming out of that visit to Florida, he said that he actually eliminated Georgia and that, you know, that he's not recruiting them anymore or he's not looking at them anymore. Um, so, you know, I, I think that – Falling out, huh? A little bit, it seems like. I mean, I didn't go into, you know, press him and go in depth on it, but he did say that, you know, Georgia at this point isn't a school he's looking at. Will that change down the line? Because he did say that, you know, man, I wake up some days, you know, I could do this, I could do that. So he definitely seems like a guy that, um, you know, can have some ups and downs in his recruitment, twists and turns. But I think Florida did a really good job in the sense that they – are pitching how much they threw the ball last year on offense, how they really want to throw it heavily, how they've had guys drafted and developed. And I think that's something that when, you know, him sitting down and, and looking at those things really kind of registered with him has a guy like, you know, Nick Evers, like I said, who he's, you know, comfortable with, that's going to be recruiting him even when he's not on, you know, campus somewhere. So I don't know in the grand scheme of things where Florida sits, I think they factor high, you know what I mean? But Texas is a school he used to be committed to. I think Texas is a factor there. I believe he said he was going to visit LSU at some point, possibly. Um, you know, USC, I think, is the only official visit that he has set for the month of June going forward. I'm not too sure about USC there. I, I don't know how much of a factor they are there. But this is a recruitment that I think is going to be one to where we have to be a little patient. You know, was this a first visit high? We'll see where things go. Another guy who said he wants to come back for a game down the line doesn't really have an idea when he wants to commit, just kind of seems to be taking things day by day for himself. So, you know, again, all the official visits are going to be awesome. All of the, you know, official visits are going to help Florida in the grand scheme of things. I really do think that they helped him, you know, just from seeing things in person, hearing the pitch from the coaching staff and spending time around a lot of the guys. But that's one that I want to see where things are going forward. Let him take some visits and see where things stand there. But again, Florida really did a good job on this first visit. Yeah, and I know that there's some angst, you know, when, when fans look down and they see Florida ranked 25th nationally in recruiting right now and ninth in the SEC. But you got to understand, I mean, like I said, recruiting had been shut down for 14, 15 months, you know, in terms of actually getting in front of coaches, getting in front of players. Um, you know, Florida did, I think, an excellent job getting so many high-caliber prospects on campus this weekend. And I think in a lot of ways they laid the foundation, you know, and, and the question is going to be can they turn that foundation into something down the road? Can they get these guys from out of state to come back on their own on unofficial visits during the fall? where they get more of the full experience and they can continue to build that relationship. I think that's going to be key, but you know, Blake, I don't know that it was realistic necessarily necessarily to expect Florida to come out of this weekend with a bunch of commitments. Uh, is that more or less the sense that you had that this is kind of about building rather than, you know, locking up a good chunk of the class right now in the first weekend of June? 
Yeah, you know, and I think just the the big thing there, like you said, is just the fact that these guys haven't taken visits in so long. You know, I don't think that you're going to see a lot of guys that are going to jump to make a commitment. You know, not everybody. I'm sure you'll see some. You know, if you look through the, you know, the recent commitment list on 24-7 sports of just guys in the big picture of the recruiting world, I'm sure there were some guys that made commitments. And, you know, I, I haven't checked that, you know, heavily myself. But I think you're just going to see a lot of these top-tier guys are going to want to wait things out. You know, even guys that are committed before the dead period ended are taking visits. You know, Francois Knowlton. Julian Humphrey, those kind of guys that are committed to Florida, they're still taking visits. And, you know, and I think the coaching staff, you know, from talking to Isaiah Bond, Florida's wide receiver commit who visited this past weekend for an official visit, he's got official visits playing to Miami and Alabama for the month of June. You know, and you always have to ask, you know, you know, so what does the coaching staff think about that? And, you know, he said that he was up front when he, he committed. He told Dan Mullen that, you know, hey, I want to take some visits down the line. And Mullen even knew that this is an unorthodox year. It's a year where a lot of guys don't have visits. I don't think any head coach is going to be, you know, over the moon happy about guys that are committed to them taking visits elsewhere. But Mullen understood that it's just the lay of the land right now. Guys haven't been able to take visits. So it's something that I think he's going to understand. So um, I think at this point with a lot of these top tier guys, they're going to want to take their visits. You know, they've been recruited by so many schools for so long, you know, they want to continue to take their visits. So I, I, you know, obviously if a top tier guy wants to commit to Florida, that's great. But I also think that yes, guys want to take their visits, want to see things, you know, really want to experience, you know, what they can and get the most out of their recruitment after it's been such a long layoff. But I think at the same time too, Florida's also, you know, like I said, I don't think they're going to turn away any top tier talent, but I think at the same time too, it's good for Florida to not be taking so many commitments early because you look at the last cycle, you know, guys like Trevante Rucker, you know, other, other guys that were in the class that just didn't pan out and they didn't end up in the class. So I think Florida's being a little bit more selective. You know, they're really trying to wait on some of these elite guys, you know, top tier talent guys that are going to take their visits. So I think Florida, it's, it's a mix of guys want to take visits and Florida being selective. But again, you know, if I mean, if a guy like Evan Stewart wanted to call Dan Mullen up right now and commit, I mean, they're not telling him no, you know, all day, every day. So I think it's a mix of different things. And I like that approach from Florida because we have seen guys that have committed early to Florida that maybe didn't produce in, you know, in their senior year or the next year, or, you know, maybe that, you know, were guys that Florida had to back away from later on down the line. So I think it's good for Florida to be selective there and really try to wait out for some of those elite names. I agree. And I mean, when we talk about Florida's recruiting, that's really all that's missing is two or three more of those top 50 types, you know, and you have to be in the race to be able to win it. Uh, Blake, two other guys I wanted to ask you about one of them that I think was on the radar for Florida, probably on the board, but again, uh, maybe not, you know, you, you wouldn't consider Florida the favorite when he went into this visit. Uh, that's a guy from Philadelphia. I know Florida sold this guy, four-star edge rusher and Nye White, kind of on what they've done out of Pennsylvania. You know, Alex Anzalone, Sharif Floyd, Kyle Pitts, obviously. Uh, and Nye White, did, is he still kind of a reach for Florida in terms of being gettable? Or do you think he uh, maybe thought twice about it after seeing Gainesville? You know, I think it's one, he's one of those guys that's going to take a lot of visits between unofficial visits and official visits. You know, he actually is trained, has been working out over the offseason with Sharif Floyd out of that Pennsylvania area. He's really high on just, you know, the success that, you know, guys like Sharif Floyd and Kyle Pitts have done coming out and being first round draft picks themselves out of the state of Pennsylvania. Um, you know, and I, I don't know. You know, obviously Florida made a big move. He said that this visit helped Florida move up, the, you know, up his list a lot. Doesn't really have a pecking order. And I asked, you know, I mean, is that due to just not being able to take a lot of visits? And he's like, that's pretty much it. You know, Florida's really the only school right now, you know, recently that I've been able to see. 
He was at Texas A&M on Tuesday. So he's going to continue to kind of figure things out, see different things. But I think Florida made a big move, like he said. But he's another guy that just has so many visits that that's one where we'll see, you know, where things stand as he continues to see more things. Sure. All right, Blake, last guy I want to ask you about, and in my opinion, maybe the most important guy that Florida had on campus for an official visit last weekend, four-star offensive lineman, Tyler Booker. Florida has really needed some offensive tackle types. We've talked about that a lot. Offensive line is the one spot that no doubt has got to improve if Florida is going to become a championship contender. What can you tell me about Booker as a player first off in terms of how he fits that mold? And then how did Florida do in terms of leaving him with a positive impression? You know, Tyler's one of those guys that can play guard. He can play tackle. He plays tackle for his high school team. I think he's one of those guys that, you know, you can put him in, whether it's guard to get his feet wet early in his career, or if you want to, you know, continue to develop him to be, have him, you know, be ready for tackle down the line. You know, I agree with you. I think that that's Florida's, I mean, that's arguably, at least in my opinion, their top guy. I mean, that that's a need they have. You know, he's an elite player himself self coming from a big program like IMG Academy. Um, you know, the visit went really well for him. Um, he's been to Florida before. That was the one guy that mentioned the players panel and all these kind of things. Um, you know, I, I think Florida factors really high. I've said it for a while. I think it's a Florida Georgia battle myself. Um, he's going to be, I believe he's there this weekend for an official visit. I know that he has um, official visits to Alabama, Oregon and Ohio state coming up um, in the month of June. Um, no, excuse me. He's at uh, Georgia on the 18th. Um, so he'll be there for an official visit. Um, so, you know, I, I think that Florida, you know, they have made him a priority target. You know, they have really, you know, have recruited him hard. Um, I think at some points he's even said that Florida has the school that has been recruiting him the hardest. Um, I think that they sit really high. You know, I think they factor very high. Um, but that's one guy that where I really want to see where things play out for those other official visits. You know, a lot of these other schools, Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State, you know, I think, again, Georgia's probably the biggest competition. Alabama's another one to keep an eye on. Um, But, you know, he just hasn't gotten his experience in depth, a lot of these things. Um, You know, a lot of these schools seeing the sights around the town. Um, But, you know, I think that Florida is going to be a legitimate high contender for him. I think that the visit went really well for him. He gave it a 10 out of 10 when I asked him on a scale of one to 10. Um, You know, Florida's, Florida's in great shape with him. You know, I think that if I had a cluster of guys that, you know, I'm waiting to see how visits play out because I don't, you know, I want to see how things go forward. I don't really like to swap crystal balls around, but if I had to give you some names that, you know, if I had on my unofficial list of someone that, you know, was, was at least, on my mind, you know, eh, should I put one in, you know, at least looking heavily, he'd be on there. Azariah Thomas, the defensive back from up there in Niceville is another one of those guys as well too, but I really want to see how those visits play out with them. But I think that those are two of the guys that I think Florida did the best job with over the course of those weekend, their official visit weekend. There you go. Great stuff as always, Blake. Uh, appreciate getting the recruiting update from you. I know it's been, it's been a long time. You've probably been ready for that. Yeah, pretty much. I've been over here like recruiting like my dog, like over here giving him recruiting pitches and telling him to go run a 40. So, you know, I'm over here like really excited. At the same time, though, there's just been so many things going on between camps, unofficial visits and official visits. I forgot what it feels like to be this busy. Right. I uh, know. Well, I'll be here to help you and certainly Bob Redman will as well. We'll have plenty of stuff on Swamp247.com for you guys. Blake is covering every official visit, every recruiting weekend. We're going to have tons of content for you guys. A lot of you have already subscribed, signed up, taken advantage of our 60% off deal, which is, I believe, still in place. Uh, So be sure to hit swamp247.com. Check it out. You'll get all the recruiting updates throughout the month of June. It's going to be a packed month. If you like this video, guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a positive review on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen to it. And be sure to hit the like button on YouTube and subscribe to the channel for more Florida Gators content. 
that'll do it for us today, guys. Thank you, Blake. Thank you all for listening in. to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.